The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 33, Season 2. I decided to do something a little bit different this week on the podcast. Our special guest is someone who people from Central Illinois are familiar with, but the topic isn't about high school or college sports in the Springfield area. Instead, we're talking Super Bowl with former Channel 1450 sports reporter Chase Sr. We will get to that conversation shortly. First, let's talk about what I saw in the past week in local sports. Last Thursday, Pleasant Plains girls beat Moreau Forsyth at home to stay undefeated in Sagamo play. More on that in a minute. On Friday, I got to talk with the new head coach of the New Berlin Pretzels, Mr. James Dombacher. Go check that interview out on channel1450.com. On Friday night, it was the mega at SHG between the Cyclones and Rochester. Kalen Reed did not play out of precaution with an ankle injury. SHG beats the Rochester Rockets on the girls' side for Rochester's first conference loss. Then I went to Williamsville where Pleasant Plains beats the Bullets. SHG boys did beat Rochester. Robert had highlights of that one. On Saturday, Wrestling Day, I started in Chatham where the Titans qualified all 14 for sectionals and had eight champions on the wrestling side. Then Auburn for more wrestling. Both the Trojans and the Titans win team titles as well along with Jacksonville. At the Illini Prairie, Sagamo shootout at Williamsville. The IPC teams pick up the win 7-3 over the Sagamo. Some really good games and some not so good games. That's okay. On Tuesday, the big one indicator. I was very impressed with the MacArthur Generals who were fully healthy. They were within one point with a minute to play, but SHG pulls out the win just like the Cyclones do. So Rochester girls win the CSA title on Tuesday night. SHG inches closer. They need a win on Friday at Normal U-High to clinch a share, and then they play Glenwood next Thursday. On Wednesday night, the big game in the Sagamo Conference, the Porta Blue Jays and the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. Pleasant Plains beats Porta, Death, Taxes, and TJ Frazee winning the conference title. Sagamo, he controls it. Book it. A great game from the Cardinals to hand the Blue Jays their first loss of the season. Now, what's coming up on Channel 1450? On Thursday, the Lincoln Lady Railers travel to Muhammad to try and wrap up a perfect regular season. If you haven't seen them play yet, please go do it. Chloe Froby is a very, very special talent that we haven't seen in quite a while, and the team is very, very good. They're loaded with talent. They're undefeated, and they are a real threat to win a 3A state title. On Friday, I am heading to Normal to see SHG versus Normal U-High. The Pioneers are about as hot as any team and are also a threat to get to state, especially because they are a 2A team playing in a 3A conference against the likes of SHG and MacArthur. The Cyclones, like I said earlier, are looking to lock up a share of the CS8 title. I've heard a little rumor that there may be an injury bug for SHG after the MacArthur game, so keep an eye on that Friday night to see if everybody plays and is healthy. On Saturday, I'm headed to Highland for some 2A wrestling. Glenwood and Jacksonville both won regional titles and have a bunch of guys looking for a trip to state. There'll be a lot of wrestlers ready to punch their ticket to Champaign, and we will have highlights of all of that. State wrestling next weekend in Champaign, one of my favorite weekends of the year. Next Monday, we will have highlights from the Porta Girls Basketball Regional, likely Athens versus Porta on Monday, followed by Camp Point Central and Pleasant Plains, a big-time showdown in a loaded regional in Petersburg. On Tuesday next week, New Berlin at Williamsville, boys basketball, and a good doubleheader in the 3A Rochester Regional. I will break down all the girls' playoff picture on next week's podcast, where the regional title games are on Thursday and Friday next week. Make sure, if you see Bobby this week, wish him a happy goodbye. He is leaving us at Channel 1450. We are very sad to see him go. He's moving on to other ventures. He's also due to have his second child next week, so a big congratulations in order to Bobby. Now, let's get to this week's guest, my very, very good friend, 
Mr. Chase Sr. All right, a very special guest this week and my very good friend. Um, I'll just get right into it and let you kind of go because I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, it's a Super Bowl preview on the Download with DP this week. We are talking with Chase Sr., who is in Arizona to cover the Super Bowl. Man, how are you and how is this experience for you to say you get to cover your first Super Bowl? Good friend, former co-worker, and now recurring guest on the DP podcast. Yes. I'm ready to get it, Derek. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm coming at you from Super Bowl Radio Row, actually. So I'm working now for Chat Sports, a national sports digital network covering the NFL as a host and analyst. So I cover the league as a whole, and then I cover both the 49ers and Eagles for separate channels under the Chat Sports umbrella. So... I'm basically here doing a bunch of content on the Niners side, as well as, of course, the Eagles, because they're set to play in Super Bowl 57. Phenomenal experience thus far. It's obviously something that I have dreamed of for a really long time, to be covering a Super Bowl. I knew that it was going to happen at some point in my career because I aspired to do this, but to be here, it is pretty surreal, especially when you're walking around seeing all types of celebrities and some of the most notable media figures in the industry. What was the timetable like? When did you find out? And kind of what is your schedule this week as you kind of prepare for the Super Bowl? So it's funny because since I covered the Niners and the Eagles, I knew that when the NFC Championship game was going down that I was going to have at least one team in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> yeah. There's no ties in the NFL playoffs. So I knew that I was going to be covering the Super Bowl in some way, shape, or form, whether that be from Dallas or Chat Sports Studios, which is where we do a lot of our content. Or I thought that there was an outside chance that we might be able to go to the Super Bowl and get credentialed and be on Media Row. Now, I do watch parties for these games, so I'm not actually going to go to the game on Sunday. But we're here from Monday to Friday doing all types of interviews, a bunch of content, really talking about all the latest happenings around the NFL, especially pertaining to the Eagles and the Niners. Both teams have media availability, the Chiefs and the Eagles, so... Uh, went to Super Bowl opening night and was able to talk to several Eagles players, some Chiefs players, and then as I talk to you right now, I'm getting set to head to another Eagles media availability session so that we can really just gather as much content as possible and put it out there on a variety of platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and then our main one, which is YouTube. Now, anybody that's known you, um, especially me for the last how many years, I, I knew you were going to do this eventually. This was something that, like you said, you aspired to do, and you were going to get there no matter what it took. But when you actually do get to stand in front of guys like Jalen Hurts, stand in front of guys like Jay Glazer, um, is there a little bit of that starstruckness? I mean, that's that's big-time stuff. It is big-time stuff. I wouldn't say it's anything that has to do with being starstruck because I've really strived to get to this point, and this has been my dream since I was five years old, I will say that despite there not being any starstruck nature of being here, it is pretty surreal, especially growing up in Philadelphia as a diehard Eagles fan, and now I'm here covering the Super Bowl, which the Eagles are playing in. When they won it in 2017, it was one of the best nights of my life. <laughs> I was with some of my closest friends, and we shared tears. We were all crying after the Eagles won because... When I was growing up under Andy Reid, they had made it to five NFC Championship games in his 14 years as the head coach, including four straight. And they only made it to one Super Bowl, Super Bowl 39 against the New England Patriots, and they lost that game by three. 
And as a Philadelphia sports fan, I had seen so many heartbreaks, so many close losses. And every year, it seemed as though this franchise was snake bit. So to see him win in 2017 was magical. And then they had a couple of down years after that. Still made the playoffs in 2018, 2019. But then it got a little bit ugly towards the end of Doug Peterson's tenure. And then Nick Sirianni comes in last year, and they make the playoffs year one of a rebuild. And now in year two, 14-3, and 16-3, and three, including the playoffs. And a terrific matchup between one of the best offenses and defenses in the NFL. And... Uh, the Chiefs, on the other hand, are obviously led by arguably the best quarterback in the sport right now, Patrick Mahomes, going up against an Eagles defense that I think is built to stop them as they have 78 sacks combined in the regular season in the playoffs, which is the most heading into a Super Bowl since the 1985 Bears. So, uh, yeah, to be here on this stage, man, it is it is really special. I'm certainly counting my blessings, and I'm really lucky and fortunate to be here. Like you said, you've, you've covered the Eagles all year long. You've followed them. Um, that's kind of your team as well in terms of, you know, fandom. But <clears throat> when we talk about this, this Super Bowl and who's going to win this game, a lot, of, a lot of football games, no matter what level, comes down to the simple fact of who controls the line up front. And I know that's not the, the faces that you normally see. That's not the, the flashy names of, you know, the people. But um, this Eagles offensive and defensive line has been so good this year that, I mean, I feel like that's the reason that they are the favorites in the Super Bowl. For sure, and I know that it's kind of cliche, but when it comes down to team-building philosophy, I really do believe that outside of landing a good quarterback, you can win in the trenches, and you do win in the trenches, and you really build from inside out, and that's what the Eagles have done. Their offensive line is the best in football. Every member of that front five has either been named to a Pro Bowl, is an All-Pro, or a Pro Bowl alternate. They have Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, who are two of the best at their respective positions and future Hall of Famers. And in the playoffs so far, they ran for nearly 270 yards against the Giants. They ran for almost a buck 50 against a really good Niners defense. And all year, they've been a really dominant rushing offense. And in pass protection, they've also held up really well, which is why Jalen Hurts has been able to emerge. He deserves credit for making massive strides as a passer. He's certainly improved through the air, but he's not going to be able to do that without really good protection and without them being a complimentary all-around football team that can also run it in addition to throwing it. So I do believe that the Eagles kind of have the edge there uh, with their offensive line. The Chiefs' defensive line is nothing to scoff at. I think that Chris Jones, their defensive tackle, has unseated Aaron Donald as the best defensive tackle in the sport. He's phenomenal. His matchup against Jason Kelsey is going to be awesome. Two of the best of all time at those spots. Um, and then for the Eagles' defensive line, they're spectacular. Um, you know, I mentioned that sack number heading into the Super Bowl. It's the most since the 1985 Bears. In the regular season, they had 70 sacks, 15 more than any other team in the NFL, which is really astounding for the first time since sacks started getting recorded in the early 1980s. They had four guys with double-digit sack numbers. So I, I do believe that, you know, you build your football team from inside out, which is what Philadelphia has done, and then outside of the trenches, both with the offensive and defensive lines, really good skill position players on this Eagles team. I think that the Eagles have the best roster, top to bottom. I think the Chiefs have the, obviously the better quarterback because Mahomes has the edge on Jalen Hurts. 
And what is this game going to come down to? The better overall team or is the better overall quarterback going to win it? We've seen a mixture of both in terms of Super Bowl champions over the course of NFL history. You touched on Patrick Mahomes. Um, and, you know, I think that a lot of people, there are some similarities between the this game that the Chiefs will play and the game that the Chiefs played in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and the Bucks, in terms of how much help does Patrick Mahomes have? Because a lot of his wide receivers were banged up and have been injured. Um, but like, but like you said, Mahomes is Mahomes. He's one of one right now in the NFL. So, do you see any similarities between that Super Bowl and this Super Bowl in terms of will we see him running for his life? Yeah. So I, that's why I think that the Eagles have the formula to beat the Chiefs and why they can halt what has been a great offense. Now, they're less explosive because Tyreek Hill is with the Miami Dolphins, and we saw the immediate impact that he was able to have with Tua Tungabaloa, who's a different, completely different quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. But you look at the last two Super Bowl champions, and you look at how the game is played right now with it being past happy and all of the rules being skewed toward offenses. How can defenses come up with massive stops? It's with a pass rush. And a lot of teams in the secondary, it's obviously ideal if you can drop as many people back as possible. And if you can get home with four and cover everybody else on that back end, and Patrick Mahomes can be running for his life like he was a couple of years ago against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's how you can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So the last two Super Bowl winners... The Cincinnati Bengals gave up the most sacks in Super Bowl history as Joe Burrow was getting just pestered all night long by a really good Los Angeles Rams front. And then the year before that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Mahomes set the record for the most quarterback pressures in Super Bowl history. So those defensive lines, respectively, really helped bring those Lombardi trophies home. And that's how the Eagles are built here, and I think that's why Howie Roseman deserves a lot of credit. That's why he could be executive of the year because he really has built this team perfectly offensively and defensively to combat what other offenses do well in an offensive-heavy era. And that's why I think this matchup is going to be so phenomenal on Sunday. As you are in Arizona to cover the Super Bowl and get to see what it's like, you know, like you said, Radio Row, um, just experiencing all the things you get to do in terms of the interviews, um, is there any, I mean, the NFL is king and there's no question that it's a multi-billion dollar industry, but how big is football in America? I know you kind of understand it, but I just want you to kind of reiterate what the NFL means and what it is to to say, hey, we're getting ready for the biggest game on the planet on Sunday. It's wild. I don't think that any organization or any company in the world does an event bigger and better than the Super Bowl. I mean, people are flocking here from all around the world. I've run into reporters from Asia. I've run into reporters from Europe. I've run into reporters from Australia. People of all walks of life are here. And that's kind of what made me like fall in love with sports when I was a young kid, is that regardless of any individual's background, political preference, sexual preference, any ideologies that they have, regardless of their respective opinions, sports bring people together of all walks of life in a pretty powerful way. And this is a great example of that because you see people literally from all across the globe coming here. And there are radio stations, television stations, podcasts, digital networks that are here covering the Super Bowl. 
and some of my coworkers who I'm here with, they were at the college football national championship between TCU and Georgia, and they said that the setup here, the overwhelming nature of it, how many people are in attendance, and just the allure of it makes the college football playoff look like Little League, and that's the power of the NFL. I know you're very busy, so I appreciate your time. I'm going to let you go on this. Um, I want you to go ahead and enjoy it a little bit on Sunday. I know you'll be working, but the chance, like you said, to see your team play in a Super Bowl, you never know when that's going to come around again. So, man, make sure you enjoy this week. Enjoy it on Sunday, and uh, give me your prediction. Do you think the Eagles can pull it off? Yeah, I do think the Eagles are going to win. I think that if they're able to establish the run and keep Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense on the sideline, that's a formula for success. So, too, is the Eagles' defensive line. If they can get home at four and the back end can really defend all of the weapons for Kansas City, then I think that Philadelphia can win. But it's going to be pivotal to get that pass rush popping. So I'm going to enjoy it, man. It all started with me and you grinding in the Dungeon of Innovation at Chat Sports. That's where I got my start in my career. You knew that I wasn't going to be there forever. This was kind of the end goal. And it's not even like I've reached the pinnacle, right? Like I'm going to continue to strive forward in this business but you already know that i'm a guy who maximizes my life and uh i'm enjoying it i'm counting my blessings we're going to continue to keep it moving and super bowl's going to be a blast on sunday always good to connect with you my guy all right buddy let's jump on facetime next week and have a drink or two Thanks to Chase for his time. He was in a hurry, and I totally understand. He was swamped this week. It's awesome to see him out there doing his thing, grinding, getting to interview the best of the best in the NFL and in the media world. He's obviously very busy, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk to him as he gets to cover the Super Bowl. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week. Bye.